Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter, Season 2, it's episode 29, it's the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. And if you haven't already, please do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You of course can follow us on Instagram and, sorry... You can like us on Facebook. If you haven't done all of those things, please do not forget to do them. And if you haven't already, don't forget to tell your friends, your family, uh, your work colleagues, and tell all your mates that you play your social sport with uh, that we're the number one WA-based sporting platform and sporting podcast. We're the ones to get behind. Trust me on that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, wow. What an incredible weekend for one main reason and one main team. And we start off with them most weeks, as we have been over the last month or so. And why wouldn't we do so yet again? And of course, I'm talking about the West Coast Fever. To pass is Ariang with the interception. That's a massive play from the Diamonds goal defence. And if they can drain this, well, that's going to be oh. the exclamation point, isn't it? Well, that's why she's in the side. Firstly, Ariang with the interception. And then it was all finished off by Sasha Glasgow. Drains now, ladies and gentlemen, and get up and about. Get excited. Get because yesterday, actually not yesterday, yes, Saturday, it was, uh, it was a very exciting time. And let's just set the scene. Going into the major semi-final, going into the game, it was well documented that the last two games that they played against the Melbourne Vixens, they conceded 23 goals in both opening terms. And they trailed by six and nine at quarter time. And for the rest of the game, they pretty much went goal for goal uh, with the Melbourne Vixens. But it all came down to their start, and in particular, the first 10 to 15 minutes, and all the first quarter, really. But did they not do a Melbourne Vixens on the Melbourne Vixens on Saturday? They absolutely turned the game on its head. And let's get to the game itself, because I'm sure you're eagerly anticipating and wanting to know what happened. So they made their move halfway through the first quarter. They scored a patch of 8 of 10 goals to create a 4-goal buffer with 4 minutes 30 to go. Janelle Fowler was 18 from 18 in the first quarter, and the Vixens hadn't trailed by more than 5 goals at quarter time all season long. But they ended up trailing by 9 uh, by the end of the first term. With 12 minutes to go in the second quarter, the possession count was 57% to 43% to the fever. And they led 37 to 24 with one minute to go in the second quarter. At halftime, the shooting accuracy was actually the difference with the fever, West Coast fever. They were shooting at 95% compared to the Vixens, 80%. And the Vixens had five more turnovers as well. But finally, the time in possession was 58% to 42%, and that was uh, as an advantage to the West Coast Fever. So they dominated and controlled the ball, therefore controlling the game. Uh, the Vixens, they had they only got 26 goals to halftime, and that was their lowest score of the year. This was on the back of an absolute defensive masterclass from the West Coast Fever. They actually ended up getting up by 20 goals with three minutes to go in the third quarter. And at the end of the game, they won 71 to 62 on the back of a 95% shooting display up against the Melbourne Vixens 88%. However, the Vixens did shoot a high percentage for, for the super shot. Uh, they shot uh, that 
at 71% or 12 from 17. Uh, Fever won the gains 13 to 7. They won the intercepts 8 to 5 and deflections 11 to 8. And it actually, and the, th- the thing that really didn't help uh, the Vixens' course was they had 18 more penalties for contact and 9 more penalties for obstruction. Sasha Glasgow, she was almost best on court despite only having 3 shots during the course of the game. But the goal attack had 22 assists and 24 feeds. Um, and Alice Tegneal, she wasn't too far behind. She had 26 assists and 41 feeds. Uh, between Sunday, Ariang and Courtney Bruce, um, the, you know, the ever-reliable defensive duo, um, between them, they had 11 gains, 7 intercepts, and 7 deflections. So, here is what is happening for the West Coast Fever. They actually now have the week off, and they will await the winner of the preliminary final match between the Vixens and the winner of the minor semi-final, which actually turned out to be the Giants. They uh, beat the Magpies yesterday. So the, uh, the Vixens, they will host the Giants uh, next weekend. And then the winner of that game, they will play the West Coast Fever uh, in two weeks' time. And it will be held at, uh, believe it or not, despite all the controversy that happened when it was announced that uh, the grand final would be being played in Perth. And there was an absolute uproar. But uh, the West Coast Fever, they earned their spot. Um, they did what normally happens. And the winning team of the major semifinal, they get to host it. And hey, they're hosting it. Um, they earned the right. They played absolutely exceptional. I watched this game from second one until uh, the final siren in the last quarter. And they just owned it. Uh, yes, they uh, they definitely got out uh, outscored. And probably a little bit outplayed in the last five or six minutes of the last quarter. But that was on the back of a very hot shooting streak from their goal attack. Um, and that contributed to the 12-17 super shots. Um, their goal attack just could not miss from a Melbourne Vixen's point of view. But overall, it was just how they started. They did the absolute opposite of what they've done the first two times that they played the Melbourne Vixens. The one uh, big change, a big difference, because you're probably thinking, yeah, but why and how could they do this? Well, the two times that they played Melbourne Vixens earlier this season, they actually played them off two or even three-day breaks. So it's difficult when you're going up uh, going up against a team that's so great, so dominant, so clinical, and they just don't give away the ball. But they had seven days to prepare for them, and they obviously did their homework. They scouted. They knew exactly what Melbourne Vixens were going to do or were wanting to do, and they stopped it. They turned the game on its head. They turned the screws on them, and they out-Melbourne Vixened the Melbourne Vixens. So they're in a great position. Uh, I do know that they had the day off today and then they'll do a slow little build for training. They'll have some simulations, some match simulation on the weekend to keep it business as usual as if you are playing a game. And then of course they'll prepare for whoever the winner is um, of the preliminary final on the weekend. But uh, if you haven't already, try and get some tickets. Um, I don't know how many are actually left. I think we're getting close to single seats. But pack that Pack that house out. Pack the RAC arena. Make it a green force. And uh, fingers crossed. Because I know that they've been in the grand final a couple of seasons ago. And it did not go their way in a very, very tight encounter. I believe it was against Sunshine Coast Lightning. But uh, fingers crossed this time. Now whether it's the Vixens or whether it's the Giants. That they can uh, do it for the Green Army. And uh, bring home the first ever Suncorp Super Netball Championship to Perth. And uh, West Coast Fever. We'll be touching base with you next week. Not we'll, not that we'll have too much to say, but uh, train hard, be smart, be sensible, no silly injuries, and we look forward to uh, 
you know, seeing you on court in two weeks' time. But for now, for the West Coast Fever, just relax, look after yourself, embrace it, be excited about uh, appearing in the grand final, and we'll touch base with you next week. Atlanta putting on a run, and Sammy Wickham left alone on the outside. Bad news for Atlanta. I mean, she is just on fire tonight. Bringing up the next. Wickham, no hesitation. Fires okay, so just a quick little bit of signing news from the Perth Lynx. Uh, so they have signed um, power centre Jessie Edwards, and she has severely bolstered their front court stocks. Um, it comes off the back of an outstanding 2021 and 2022 NBL1 seasons, uh, where Jesse accumulated 21.8 points, or she averaged 21.8 points, 15 rebounds and 2.2 assists for the Coburn Cougars. And twice this season in the NBL1, she has won a Player of the Week in two separate rounds. So big signing, homegrown signing, great job. Uh, just to give... Of course, our walking double-double, Lauren Scherf, a little bit of extra support, which I think she needed come finals time, and they just didn't have it. But uh, another great signing, and this is almost one of your most important ones, and she's probably going to be the captain yet again. WNBA superstar and Australian Opals captain Sammy Whitcomb, she's re-signed for the upcoming season. And after having a slower start, she still ended up averaging 14 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. So they're sitting nicely. Some nice little signings. Uh, this is to go, of course, with Lauren Scherf signing again for another two seasons. And uh, Amy Outwell, too, from the University of Hawaii. Uh, she joined the roster officially as well. So their roster is looking quite nice on the right track. And we'll touch base and keep, keep in touch with you and let you know of any other future signings when they come up. But for now, for the Perth Lynx, we are out. All right, so only one real major signing, uh, but it's an important one, and it's important to give you the news because that's what we do here at Bat Banter. Uh, they have actually managed to bring home Socceroo and attacking midfielder Ryan Williams from England, and on a three-year deal, mind you. Uh, they negotiated an undisclosed transfer fee, which doesn't normally happen for the A-League. Uh, this is from the League One team Oxford United as he had one year remaining on his contract. So that's why they had to, you know, pay him out from that. Uh, he's been, and he spent 11 years in England playing 250 championship, League One, and League Two appearances for clubs like Fulham, Portsmouth, Barnsley, Rotterdam United, and of course Oxford at the end of his career that he is still playing in. So really, really great pickup. A very experienced player who's come from England. And of course, uh, we know that that's really the pinnacle of where soccer happens for the most part. Uh, so nice three-year deal. Former soccer midfielder, Ryan Williams. Of course, his brothers, uh, Aaron. And I'm just trying to remember the uh, the other one as well. I want to say Reese, um, But nonetheless, I know that we've had a couple that have played for the Perth Glory. So yeah, he was one of their major um, announcements and signings. And of course, that comes on the back of Mustafa Amini uh, signing last week. So uh, they're doing okay, making some okay signings, and they're getting young guys and homegrown products as well, which I'm very, very happy with. So looking forward to seeing Ryan Williams 
uh, for the next three years here in the purple. And I uh, will keep keep you posted and touch base with you, of course, uh, when there are more signings of significance when they come to fruition. But for now, for the Perth glory, we're done. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of Season 2, Episode 29. It's a WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, and it was the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. If you haven't already, please do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. And uh, please do not forget to follow, as we do, and uh, as all of us do about banter, all of our WA teams as we check in, check in with them next week on the WA domestic sporting scene. But uh, for now, from yours truly, the great man Adam Bat, uh, I'm out. See you later.